Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Gar Hurd, Dick Van Arsdale, Joey Devine, Phil Lumpkin, Dennis Andre, Sean Keane, Ricky Sobers, John Wetzel, Patreons, John Phillips, thank you, John, Eric Frome, thank you, Eric. Delamuka! Congratulations, Delamuka! Musical guest, Jen Blossoms! And now the temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, Joey Devine! Hi! It's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, and we are back with another episode. I'm here, as always, with my good friend, uh, my co-host, my uh, rock in a hard place, America's Uncle Dad, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? Good, I'm good. I'm in. Uh, I'm in Los Angeles. Joey, we're both in Los Angeles, and um, have not seen each other. <laughs> no, we haven't. We haven't yet. Um, I have only been in San Francisco, in Los Angeles for like 36 hours at this point, but. Uh, I mean, it's it's crazy to see all the bummed out Clipper fans, you know. I mean, oh, yeah, the city had really rallied behind this team, and now, you know, there's a sadness in the air. I think like people really wanted to see Pat Beverly win a title for the home fans of Los Angeles, and now just people. 
I saw people just dragging their feet, looking at the ground. Um, I I saw uh, I ran into the I I, I I I didn't really talk to him, but I saw the host of uh, Hot Ones today. Mm-hmm. Oh, hot off uh, talking to Malcolm Gladwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was. Um, <laughs> He actually just, um, he was just drinking water. That's how depressed he was. I described Sean Evans today in a group chat we're in, the host of Hot Ones, as America's <laughs> Nardwar, and I'm pretty sure I've never been more right about anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, <laughs> he's America's Nardwar. Um, he's a little more accessible, and I don't yeah, think Nardwar like is like... he's equally autistic in his, like, depth of... Uh, questioning and awkwardness when asking que- those said oh absolutely questions. absolutely uh, yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah i like what if nardwar had started building up a tolerance for spice <laughs> over the years like things could have been very different in the world but yeah did joey did you notice uh you know clipper clipper nation uh los angeles's new number one team did you did you notice a little downturn today um no because uh as everyone knows, every cop in Los Angeles is a Laker fan. And uh, they, as the game was happening, accidentally exploded like a giant thing of fireworks, injuring tons of people. Oh, yeah. And they did that. They were doing that last year all summer to distract people from, uh, you know, LeBron taking all that HGH to prepare for the bubble. And that's why there were fireworks going off. Uh, last summer all the time remember that that was weird mm-hmm. i mean it wasn't that weird some fireworks are always going off all the time in los angeles fireworks <laughs> and helicopters um yeah you'd think los angeles would have learned a lesson about helicopters in the last year and a half but i guess not while we're talking about the clippers though sean i wanted to <laughs> ask you did you see steve Ballmer's celebration yeah and i was that's like of okay, I'm I'm. Can you obviously... describe to the listeners what Steve Ballmer did in a cutaway when they went to the commercial? Okay, after so, the Clippers did something cool. So at the beginning, it is a normal, very awkward Steve Ballmer celebration. He's standing up. The two guys at the courtside seats are standing up. Uh, Balmer like goes up to celebrate and then is like overcome with the power of the moment mm-hmm. and he kind of bends at the knees. Yeah, he like almost goes like almost jelly like, legged almost. Yeah, almost like James Brown, like pretending to be weak from his performance. I but mean, then Balmer. Oh, well, yeah, okay, keep going. Oh, go ahead. You, you, well, you what I was going to say is the fall part sort of reminds me of like a pentecostal church like yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah overcome with the power of the of clippy and yeah Chuck. exactly mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and, and it's Billy like uh, crystal and it's almost like ah, oh, help me but, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> what what he did instead was as he falls. went down instead of yeah he kind of falls back he um he really grabs the two guys grabs next to him's dicks. <laughs> by it's like it's pretty far up on the thigh, and he grabs and kind of shakes them almost he like, like he's sort of giving them an over the pants handy a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, a little yeah. bit. I mean, it's almost weirder though. Like an over the pants handy would not have been as strange. I think. I mean, it would have been like unexpected, but 
he was almost like jiggling their thighs like he was trying to figure out if they like he should buy them for dinner. You know what I mean? Like like he was <laughs> yeah. pricing meat at a market and <laughs> and like really grabbing those thighs and prop I mean definitely hitting some dick along the way. Mm-hmm. But um and when and then it was like really celebrating hard is what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean something else was for sure getting hard <laughs> while that was happening. But can um, you imagine what it would be like Steve Ballmer jacking somebody off and just no. like, oh, it's getting so hard. <laughs> Look, He's sexually excited right now. <laughs> to me, Steve Ballmer, it was very shocking because to me, Steve Ballmer is maybe the most sexless billionaire of all time. Um, um I mean, yeah, that that's fair, especially given what so we have learned about Yes, because of what we have also learned about Bill Gates, who seems sexless in a different way. Uh-huh. And then we're like, now, of course, he's a sex creep. He's a billionaire. Right. It's very hard to be a billionaire without being a sex creep, I think. I mean... Just unlikely. It's not hard. It's just... It's hard to find a billionaire who's I, not a sex creep. I mean, I would say that um, Zuckerberg is also pretty sexless, but in a very different way. Yeah, his seems like more misogynist. Like he's not asexual as much he as he seems like a more. It's like a proto incel thing, right? And like the only the only contact he wants with a woman is to to rate her attractiveness, right? For uh, his other speaking of Zuck, monster I wanna, friends. I want to play something here real quick. I'm downloading it, yeah. so keep talking about Zuck. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so like Zuck and Balmer hanging out together. Um, I actually think if Balmer tried to do that to Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg's knee would react like Giannis is in Game Four. Mm-hmm. Like it would just lock up. It would bend the <laughs> other way, and then he he'd just be like, Ah, oh, oh, my sweet baby ribs, my sweet baby that. ribs are hurt. <laughs> um. Yeah, I would say, speaking of sweet baby rays, hold on one second. Um, <laughs> uh, just loading this in here real quick. Okay. Here's Zuck. Hey, everyone. We are live from my backyard where I am smoking a brisket and some ribs. I am I'm making meats now. Smoking these meats here are a little meat smoking. It's smoking. So I'm the meat chef. Yeah, someone asked me, do I smoke meat? Smoking meat, smoking these meats. Smoking meats earlier in the day. Smoking these meats, just set the charcoal up mm-hmm. and you set the, the wood chips up and then smoking meats, grilling, grilling meats. Good smoky flavor. Smoke a brisket for like 12 hours. You smoke lemon chicken, smoke salmon, you'll love it. Bison sirloin, ribs and sausage. So I'm looking forward to Here's to something that. I love about this clip, Sean. Mm-hmm. And we haven't yes. even gotten to the part where he <laughs> continually says sweet baby rays over and over and over again. Uh-huh. Well, the, I thought he was saying sweet baby ribs. No, rays. This, it's, that's just a brand of barbecue oh, sauce. The, oh, the bar... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, this man has never eaten food before in his entire life. I have to say, there was a very controversial food take about grilling. I think it's okay to ban grilling as long as it means that Zuckerberg is also not allowed to smoke meat. Uh, fair. Meat like a brisket. I got ribs in there. <laughs> Finishing off the brisket and the ribs. And I'm just 
sitting in our backyard, <laughs> finishing off this brisket and these ribs. But hopefully for Canadian Thanksgiving, you get to eat a lot of brisket. I forgot. This is for Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> tonight. Brisket and, and ribs. They taste doubly better when um when you hunted the animal yourself so what are you- oh good <laughs> but did he did he did he hunt a cow for I this i think he, so um, did, do you think he like killed a pig imagine mark zuckerberg knife hunting a pig well did you see that video of him throwing that speech i didn't but i'm He's about gone to watch like it. the exact opposite way of uh where it's it's popular now for billionaires to go to space he's going primitive yeah, he's like he's basically taking over um, the recently murdered John McAvee's, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> right? God, now Is, I'm that's just the thinking about Mark air. Zuckerberg. Now I'm just thinking about Mark Zuckerberg on Alone, the History Channel show where they make those people live alone in the wilderness. <laughs> oh my God, I would love that. He's he's like um, well, so my luxury items are uh, a spear. Uh, a smoker, uh, WhatsApp, keep my my key my portal by Facebook. Um. <laughs> Why is he wearing ear protectors? <laughs> um. Anyway, we we have to move on. Uh, real quick before we uh. Anyway, oh, he's also listening to Audio Slave in this one. Yeah. Make, here's my thing, make Steve Ballmer and Mark Zucker mm-hmm. see how long they can go. Um, oh my gosh, I think I hear a bear! <laughs> um, I feel like that would end with Zuckerberg quote-unquote accidentally putting a spear through Ballmer's chest, thinking oh, I he's can... a bear. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and then, like, Facebook investigates, and they're like, we didn't really see anything wrong with what Mark did. <laughs> Um, some business up top before we get the show oh, right, yeah, really yeah. rolling. Uh, roundrockpod at gmail.com if you'd like to email us. We haven't gotten an email in a while. Email us. Uh, call us on the phone at the number in the description of this episode. Um, we have a tea Public store. Go to that link in the description of this episode where, you know, you, just like John Collins, can wear a t-shirt of John Collins, only your shirt has a much better dunk on it um uh also that entire store is 35 percent off this weekend i think for the fourth that's of July. right mm-hmm. um <laughs> patreon.com slash round rock pod where sean we've been putting up uh funny sketches weird the weirdest things we can find and this week we put up a mini episode where Bill Simmons uh, reviews the perfect food soup. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here's a little bit of that. Ha <laughs> ha! It's another one of my dad's podcasts. Tic Tac, back here to rap. I'm a 15 year old millionaire, baby. That's right. I'm a rapper. Not a good one. But my daddy loves me, and he's rich. It's a book of soup in the bowl. 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 It's a book of soup in the bowl.
Hey, it's me, Bill Simmons. That's right. That was the intro to Bill Simmons' new yeah, podcast you, feature. How did you, how did you how, get TikTok and Melatonin? It's Tic Tac. Tic Tac. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, I mean, my I, God. I'm such a boomer. God. I, I bought it on Cameo. Um, that's pretty tight. But I yeah, like that's that. The yeah. Book of Soup in a Bowl, uh, based Bill Simmons' new podcast on. Yeah, it's, um, it's it that he did he. That's a book. Uh huh. On Patreon.com/slash Round Rock Pod. Oh, okay. Um, um, you know, I think that did you have to promise them that um there weren't enough people. On round ball, round ball rock, so we couldn't unionize, even if we wanted to. Mm-hmm, I did, yeah. Okay. Well, that's um, good. <laughs> so yeah, patreoncom slash pod. Five bucks a month gets you the stupidest shit on earth <laughs> a couple of times a week. Um, uh, Brooke and Robin will be up talking about uh, Cruella as mm-hmm. you're listening to this. I actually, um, I've been in contact with, I can't name any names, but uh, he's a big Clipper fan and an even bigger fan of Comic Relief. Well, we're going to talk about him later, because um, yeah. he's Chris Paul's best friend. Um, oh, he's family, Joey. <laughs> They're family. Um, but before we do that, uh, let's talk some, I couldn't find the news drop. There it is. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Uh, all right, Sean, what's our first story? I'm glad you asked, Joey. It is a big time. Uh, it's a big news time for the NBA. And our the biggest playoffs, story. The draft lottery. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and our biggest story this week. Lots of coaching hires. Oh, yeah. Lots of just everything's happening. Mm-hmm. And what's also happening is that Nikola Jokic's horse, Dreamcatcher, has been banned from Serbian horse racing for six months. What? Mm-hmm. What happened? Now, well, okay. So Dreamcatcher, Joey, I think we're all familiar with his favorite horse. Um, he got very upset at Mike Malone for riding Dreamcatcher too fast. When they visited Serbia, um, Jokic has a ribbon. I think it's the first ribbon that Dreamcatcher won on his locker in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds like what happened from now. Look, admittedly, much of this content has not been available in English, but it sounds like Jokic's horse won the horse for Team Team Jokic, uh, but bumped another horse at one of the turns. And so the judges or the stewards or whatever you call them uh, move Dreamcatcher actually to third place. They can do that? Mm-hmm. Who's running this? Steve Jackson? Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? You know what? Uh, can I back off this a little bit? Sure. I believe the stable is named after Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher is actually a little too old to compete. This horse is actually named uh, Amy Del Duomo. But the stable uh, is me? isn't that a isn't that that woman that uh uh yeah she has was a judge album. no no I was gonna say isn't that that Trump woman who uh couldn't prosecute Robert Durst and has a show on Fox News now no 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 no, no. she she was on the Disney Channel and uh, she still is not over this breakup uh-huh. 
Amy yes. Del Duomo. That seems oh, like Amy the, Del Duomo. Oh, that seems like the most made up. I'm sure we're butchering it too. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> I mean, it might. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 it's also a horse name, so you know, they, they have their own way of. They've got their own way of doing things, Joey. Mm-hmm. Amy okay, Del so, Duomo sounds like a name, like of a woman that like Chandler Bing would have dated in season two of Friends. I thought I thought it sounded like uh, somebody that like Artie Bucco was really infatuated uh-huh, with him, and she yeah. died in a weird way in high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like murdered by the Sopranos, but like. You know, well, like that's a what, that's actually that's Sean. That's actually what uh, the Many Saints of Newark is about. Oh, the death um, of Amy Del Duomo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tragic death of Amy Del Duomo and how it changed Tony Soprano and Artie Bucco's lives forever. Mm-hmm. Is there a young Artie Bucco in the Many Saints of Newark? I forgot I to look so. at the IMDb. He, there They've got to be, right? Be, right? <laughs> of course. I mean, what, what? And actually, that's uh, that's who Ray Liotta plays, I believe. <laughs> They've also got to find a young Robert Patrick because he was in high school with them too, right? Yeah, I mean, possibly. Um, no, he was. That was like the story. I'm pretty sure Artie is in this uh, okay, good. movie, but I don't know. I don't know who. Well, well I'll give you an update on that one. So, um, anyway, just, call Matt. Let me get a little. Him. Let me get a little bit further Back into the, the story, Joey. Okay, <laughs> we've gotten the horse's name. Okay, so uh, Amy Del Duomo won the race. It sounds like this is what, what I can tell. Bumped another horse, and then the judges moved. Uh, the Jokic horse to third place. Then Jokic's uncle got mad and punched the judge. Now, okay, this sounds um, right. Uh, the, everything the, I know about the Jokic's, this is this is tracking. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised it wasn't one of his brothers, but yes. uh, someone clarified they thought it was his uncle's. Um, and people have also speculated that this is actually payback because Jokic is not playing for Serbia at the. Oh, Olympics of course it is. That's of mm-hmm. course what this is. Now, and Jokic played every basketball game last year, and his wife is pregnant. So that's his reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? We can't really go just with my summary, Joey. I, 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 had, a, I had the robot translate the news article from Serbia. Oh, great. So can I, can I read it for you? Sure. Okay. Even physical calculation. Nikola Jokic was banned in his area, which will make him very ill after the incident. That's the headline. Sounds great. Yeah, sounds right. While he is while he is doing well in that primary sport, Nikola Jokic has big problems in the secondary one. Jokic's stable dream catcher, <laughs> that is horse Amy Del Duomo, the hope of the MVP of the NBA league, took part in the famous horse races Subatica Mile. Jokic's horse, followed by Vladimir Privic, was the fastest. But by the decision of the panel of judges, he did not get the first place, but was distanced to the third position. Hold on, Sean. I have a question about that sentence. Uh Yes. So if Jokic's horse is named Amy Del Duomo, Mm -hmm. so Vladimir Prebich, is that the horse or the person who owns the horse? I actually think it might be the jockey of Jokic's horse. Oh, okay. That's my guess is that... Got it. I'm guessing there's a weird translation of follow. I don't know though. I'm <laughs> um I I only got a three on my AP Serbian exam. Anyway, I'm now decided after listening to this, we should just be giving all horses full human names. Full human names all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
It's like we should just let Don Pardo name them. No, we should. They all every horse should just be randomly named by that. This person does not exist. Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, um, I once had to do uh, some some legal clearances for Comedy Central for a show that was set in 1910. And that is many, many pages of writing. This might be a real person, but they are almost certainly dead. Yeah. For essentially every single character in the show. Mm -hmm. um, no one was going to sue us 104 years later. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, the horse was distanced to the third position. The reason is, quote, change of the direction of interference in the end of throat number nine. Great. Quote. Mm -hmm. Uh, which in the end was second. I'm boy, that's throat number nine is a tough one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, such a decision infuriated the members of Nikola Jokic's barn, and there was even a physical confrontation, which is why a disciplinary measure was taken. Mm -hmm. Great. The following decision was the was made at the meeting of the board of directors of uh, BC Bachka. Mm-hmm. A decision was made to ban participation in the races organized by KK Bachka, Dream Kecher, Barn from Sombor, for a period of six months. I think Dream Kecher. Oh, Dreamcatcher. That's Dreamcatcher. That's the name yeah, of his yeah, horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Sorry. That's the I, name of his racing team. But it just, yeah, I didn't notice it because it was. Do you think Jokic has like seen the Stephen King movie Dreamcatcher? What if that's the only American movie he's seen? <laughs> He's like, I like when man gets bit on at toilet. Um, all right. Yes, he, he, he has lots of blood. <laughs> God, that is a weird one. Dreamcatcher. Jason Lee dies in that movie. There's like a on the toilet, a, a right? Snake, yes, but there's like a snake monster. Uh huh. Um, in the toilet, and he's sitting on it on the lid of the toilet, keeping the snake monster in the toilet bowl. And the reason he gets up, up off the toilet bowl is because for some reason he really needs a toothpick he dropped on the ground. Is it, is it lucky or something? No, he has like a OCD compulsion where oh. he has to have a toothpick in his mouth. But still, that's I still think that, that person would be able to not have the toothpick in their mouth when they were holding oh. a monster. A, a toilet, toilet snake bowl. monster, yeah. I think that's right. Okay, so um, Dreamcatcher, Barn from Sombor, banned for a period of six months, starting in June 27, 2021, due to incidents caused by their staff members on the race day held June 27th in Subotica by a physical attack on an official at the Honorary Tribune of the Hippodrome. Oh, the punishment man. That, wait, that's tight. The Honorary, Honorary Tribune, Tribune of the Hippodrome? <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> that's like uh, some Zack Snyder shit, man. <laughs> 303. Dream Kitcher. Um, okay, the punishment applies to all cattle owned by the barn Dream Catcher from Sombor. I must just be livestock there, I think. As well as to Nikola Jokic on June 27, 2021. Mm -hmm. That is... Uh, that's rough, because I don't think Jokic was actually there, but he has been banned personally yeah. for six months. This is this is a scam. They're really fucking with him. This sucks. Well, Joey, I I agree. This seems like <laughs> bullshit. They moved it down to third. They provoked an incident just to get a reaction. Very Chris Paul-like in that respect. 
Um, but let's let's not see what we say. Let's see what these commenters say. Now, oh, you ya- translated the comments too. I did. I did. Okay. Um, now, Ya or Boo, that that's the username says. Here's what's wrong with your man. He doesn't want to play for the turnip. He wants to fight in the fairgrounds. I mean, and that's then there's. Cool. I also don't want to play for the tournament and want to fight in the fairgrounds. I mean, what would you rather do? Fight in the fairgrounds. Fight in the fairgrounds, for sure. I mean, it does not seem like, I mean, you've eaten a turnip before, right, Joey? Yeah. yeah. It's not great. I I hear the turnip truck. I don't know. I mean, just fight in the, I don't even care what I'm fighting for. If I'm in the fairgrounds, like, probably it's like a deep fried Snickers bar or something. Okay, well, let's. Let's see what Kraguyevach says. He says he should be banned from entering the country. Let him go to America. Let him ride there. Let him play there. We don't need him. They gave him everything. I don't understand how big that money is when you give up your country, your graves over it. Go to America. We don't need millions. Uh, So Jokic uh, has given up his grave in Serbia. That might be part of the suspension. I don't know. Um, okay, and then Moshe said, the man imagined that he was the center of the world and that everything revolved around him. Let him take his horse to Denver, so let them be the best there. He will be remembered in Serbia as an unimportant person because he did not deserve better. They have media to write and talk about. One Anderson is a bigger Serb than him. Phew! I have Who a feeling is that- One Anderson? Is that a horse? Is that the horse that won second place? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, he's a, a horse would be bigger than Jokic, but other than that, is there like a larger Serb than Jokic? Yeah, aren't his brothers actually bigger than him? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay. Um, then someone identifying themselves as in it says, My God, everyone has turned to the Americans in the West so easily that this Jokic won't play for the country that feeds him. He gave birth to a very sad shame. They're really upset here. This, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, let me tell you what Mona says. Mm-hmm. Not that your parents raised you, so it's a miracle. They must have told you, lie down, child, and spit on everyone who is better than you. Then you are the best. Nicola, take care of the joy and small souls to collapse from jealousy. And then there are six exclamation points. Is that pro-Jokic or anti-Jokic? It's hard to tell. Uh, I think it's anti. I think think it's a little sarcastic. Um, Okay, okay, then a guy. um, Now, this is is a supporter. You can tell because his username is Horseman. Um, all caps, brutally beaten, comma, you're funny. Whoever was there saw what happened. The fan, parentheses, audience, approaches the judge. It is very possible to ask why. The throat is distanced. This corrupt quasi-judge responds impudently, and the fan shook him nicely, like a man. The Jokic's were not even close to the incident. Well, that's tight. Shook him nicely like a man, corrupt quasi judge. That sounds How did that? To, that to me sounds like what actually happened. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sure he shook him nicely, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one is from Nick. Um, bravo, Yo- Bravo, Jokic ignores the stupid comments of people who have achieved nothing in life, and they play false patriotism. Remember the beginning when you were alone. So buy a helicopter and pee on the poor. King, go ahead. The world is yours. Okay, that one's a little too pro rich guy. <laughs> um. <laughs> also, helicopters are dangerous. Stay on horseback, Nicola. I just, it, we've learned nothing. Uh, so, I mean, 
I guess this means that Jokic might actually be back in Denver training a little early because I doubt what it. is I'm just saying what does he have to be in Serbia for at this point? If he can't horse race, well, his wife is pregnant. Yeah, but I mean, did she? I have a feeling they have a home in Denver. Probably, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe she, maybe maybe she wants, wants to have his kid born in Serbia. Maybe, yeah, maybe not, based on all the spitting and yeah, after this. doing on people. But Spit uh, on your child, King. Um, um, so, yeah, that's that's the biggest story of the week, I think, yeah, pretty objectively. Sure the biggest NBA story. Uh-huh. All right, what's our smallest NBA story, Sean? Uh, I guess some stuff happened in Portland. No one, no one really cares that much. I, I just want to read to the audience. Just the bullet points we have on this insane rundown yes, for the Portland yes, Trailblazers, yes, and we'll fill out the details. We'll fill them out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's here's the here's the the the, the chapters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dame wants a Raptors fan with 200 followers was mean to Dame on Twitter, so he's mad. Jody Allen steals bones. Neil O'Shea says Sean Hyken's name. Blazers cryptocurrency. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. So let's start at the tweet, Sean. Okay. So let's um let's go to hold on. Let me let me let me give the exact Well, yeah, I, I want to guess... say off the top, actually. Mm-hmm. Um we're not gonna say a lot about uh the hiring of Chauncey Billups. I think we've kind of made our stance on that clear. Also it doesn't really feel like our place to discuss that in depth other than clearly it's a disaster and listen to our friend Katie Heindel talk about it on the uh, basketball podcast this week because she is better at handling uh, stuff like that than we are. Right, Sean? Yeah. Um, all right. So, Sean, on Sunday, I went to see Fast 9. I turned my phone off because I was in a movie theater for the first time in a year and a half. And when I opened my phone, I had 39 text messages because Dame had requested a trade. So my first question is, did Damian Lillard request a trade? That was a set. That was definitely um, what I took from. It's not because of Damian Lillard's Twitter. It's because of Chris Haynes's article dictated to him by Damian Lillard. Yes, yes, yes. Do you think here's my question about Chris Haynes? Do you think Dame looks over his shoulder when he's typing these uh, these reports? No, it's not. It's not individually Dame. We found out how that worked after Dame's camp got in touch with Chris Haynes because they were mad they didn't vote for Dame for All Star oh, right. yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. We learned we learned how it worked that a member of Nate of Dame's team. I'm not saying it's Nate Jones. I'm just saying it 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 isn't definitely not Nate mm-hmm. Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, Chris Haynes publishes a story four days ago, uh, about how he says the enormous backlash from the Portland Trailblazers process to hire a new coach and his concerns on whether a championship contender can be built good passive voice in this from Chris Haynes have become factors. All of these, uh, verbs not attached to anybody that may push the franchise player, Damian Lillard out the door league sources told Yahoo Sports. I wonder what league sources those mm-hmm. could be. 
Uh, Lillard has remained loyal to Portland in large part due to the tremendous fan base. But over the past few days, he's seen some of those same fans attacking him on social media for a pending coaching hire he played no part in consummating. Except he uh, did name that guy as one of the two people he wanted. One of the two coach. coaches he yeah. acknowledged. Uh, also, <laughs> just just so you know Chris Haynes' history, there's a, there's a playoff article from a couple years ago that is this kind of omniscient story about being at Dame's house while he is eating food and describing the food and he where everyone's the meal sitting in great detail in and great deal. where everyone is sitting in the room. Uh huh. And then uh-huh. Dame says, and then he quotes Dame as saying, "I'm going to take. We're going to take care of these guys tomorrow. Like we're going to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder tomorrow." And then they did. They beat the six seed. Uh, and and it was very clear. Like yeah, Chris Haynes was there. Like. Uh-huh. Like obviously he was. He was what eating, what source? What source the, would be? He was eating that fried catfish. He was describing. Yeah. He didn't yeah. get like a video and a seating chart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of this. <laughs> so so you can only assume like and again, that is coming direct from Dame's camp, and that is what it's not a blazer source. It's a league source. That means I mean it's from Dame. So mm-hmm. Dame is saying that might push him out the door. Now that is not an explicit trade demand, but that's kind of a trade demand, Joey. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, it seemed like a trade demand at the time, but now it sort of doesn't. Here's here's my thing about this. First off, we didn't talk about how basically the person that the way this started was Dame searching his no- own name on Twitter and finding yes. a Raptors fan with two hundred followers telling yes. him he was wrong to want. Uh, Chauncey Billups to be ex coach. A Raptors fan again at the time with 203 followers just said, uh, This is on Dame, IMO. They put out names like Becky Hammond and Mike D'Antoni to cool off some of the backlash and hired the guy who they were always going to hire. And then Dame said, I was asked what coaches I like of the names I quote heard and I named them. Sorry I wasn't aware of their history. I didn't read the news when I was seven slash eight years old. I don't support those things, but if this is the route y'all want to come at me, say less. And then two days the guys... later, he requested a trade because the fans were mean to him. And yeah. Look. And again, this is just this is a guy who is, you know, it, he didn't at him or anything. This no. guy is now up to 293 followers. But so at the time, 90 followers. That's great. Um, Good for him. Again, he joined Twitter in January. Um and he, I mean, this is this is not a good account. He's tweeted 11,000 times, over 11,000 times since January, and he has 293 followers. So, I mean, yeah, he's name searching. And this is like, I mean, it, it might be a Raptors fan. It might be a troll. It might be a concerned person. It kind of doesn't matter because it just seems like he is using this as it it just seems like an extremely flimsy excuse. This is what we need to talk about. Dame wants a trade. Dame is sick of Neil O'Shea and tried a weird power play with the coaches where for the first time in the history of the NBA, a player named the two coaches, one coach really that he wanted hired and then Mm -hmm. saw it was such a, it, the reaction was so bad, he named a second coach who also had an abuse allegation, mm-hmm. then had to now had then had to fake walk that back 
and the way he's doing it is by like blaming the fans. Right. It's it's just... the weirdest. It's the worst. This is like Fredo shit. Like <laughs> this is how bad. Like he is he is making Neil O'Shea one of the dumbest men alive. Seem like even... Michael Corleone here in his power play. <laughs> it's just weird that he managed to do this in a way that almost makes Neil O'Shea sympathetic. He's not sympathetic. Don't get me wrong. But uh, it came kind of close to that. And what I would say is um, it's just that it this happens a lot. This happens in sports a lot when – People when when a player has a long-standing relationship with a team, and it in the NBA, it's very it's the the deal with extensions now. The fact that you can re-extend a lot and essentially have many many years left on your contract means that uh, you know in other sports you're more likely to be able to kind of part ways when a contract is up, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be a demand out of town. But this happened with Brett Favre too, where Brett Favre for years wanted to leave the Packers and maybe he didn't like the GM. Maybe he was sick of being in green Bay. Who knows? He is within his rights to leave, but Brett Favre spent two years not wanting to be the bad guy and ask to leave. And the Packers didn't want the backlash of trading him without him demanding the trade. So they remained in a stalemate for like two years. And now Dame is a bit of a victim of his own brand, which is the underdog. He's the loyal guy. He loves Portland. He did not join a super team. And now he's frustrated and he would like to join a super team or at least well, he a hasn't better. Said that team. yet. Yeah, yeah. But that is he the would like, uh, to my oh, that they read can't on this make is a... he would like to join a team that is not run by Neil O'Shea. That well, I think is. I mean, maybe, but maybe he just wants to leave Portland. Like, I mean, he implicitly, you know, he gave a vote of no confidence to Terry Stotts. Like, they wouldn't have fired Terry Stotts if Dame wasn't okay with it. Like, it's it's weird that he's sort of being presented in this powerless, powerless in this situation, which is why the wording is so weird that, oh, he's going to get pushed out the door. There wasn't an ability to make a championship contender. It's just and now, so weird to me, blame the fans for pushing you out the door. Yes, yes, it is completely strange. It is. And, and also, let me let me say this. I don't think less of Dame Lillard of demanding a trade or wanting out. Like, he's been there 10 years. 10 years is a lot of time to have the, the same, same job. job. Yeah. Um, he got drafted in 2011, right? 2012. So nine years. Um, but at the same time, it's like it, it, no one really cares if you demand a trade anymore like i just don't i i don't think that there's gonna be people just screaming like hypocrite we hate you now Dave." i I think portland would i mean maybe they would but it's also like i mean you just you're just allowed to i would feel i would feel differently about this if it was you know he was forcing his way out after three years but after nine years, and so he still has four years left on his Supermax, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that kicks in next year. Yeah. Um, and he makes like a year. But if you, yeah, but if you're saying they can't build a championship contender, one way to read that is, yeah, he wants Neil O'Shea to be gone. But the other way to read that is uh, he, I mean, I don't, I don't know that anyone really has a path to building a championship contender 
in Portland. I mean, I think there are not as long as both Dame and CJ are there for sure. Right. And Dame this year made it clear that he was okay with Terry Stotts being gone. He's kind of never made it, made it clear that he's okay with CJ being gone. So I, I just kind of think that I, I don't know. He's just ducking it. He's, He's blaming the fans. It's shitty to blame the fans for making a, it wasn't even Blazer fans that started this. He, it was a Raptors fan. <laughs> well, yeah, and and he retweeted it. Like no one, no one would have seen that tweet. He had three hundred and three followers. He has no interaction on his thousands of tweets, and suddenly it's a referendum on the fans of of Portland turning on Dame. When I don't know if there is a city that supports a current NBA player more wholeheartedly. Like it just, yeah. I feel bad for Blazer fans because it's also not an unreasonable question to ask somebody. Yes. Not Especially when, I mean, it, and you know, he doesn't have to answer it, but he also can't blame the fans for him pretending, you know what I mean? Like, like he can say no comment. He just, he could have ignored it. Look, the majority I mean, of these stories we're going to cover here are the people who work for the Blazers digging themselves deeper holes by not answering questions. Yes, absolutely. And, um, and, um. You know what this reminds me of, Joey, is when Daryl Morey made that tweet um, supporting Hong Kong. Uh-huh. And now that might have blown up and been a big deal. Like maybe Daryl Morey certainly has more than 203 followers. Um, but what Daryl Morey going what, ramble. Anyway, yeah, Daryl Morey, just talk about we, we don't have to talk about this. We'll just talk about musical theater, Daryl. We only but, want uh, to talk to you about musical theater. I don't want to talk to you about basketball at all. Uh-huh. But it just got worse when um, it once it was amplified. So once the Rockets made this crazy over the top uh, denial of the tweet and we don't stand with it, suddenly it became this big story rather than an NBA GM, you know, retweeting something he saw. And Mm -hmm. instead of instead of just Tillman saying, hey, buddy. You want to delete, delete that, that tweet? tweet? Yeah. And a couple of people see it. Maybe they don't. But it it becomes one hundredth of the story that <laughs> it is. And I think this is absolutely the case with Dame Lillard. Like, you don't really have to answer people on Twitter. Like, but here's here's think my about thing. It, you to can me, just be like yes. Dame's agents you and are not correct. say anything on Twitter. <laughs> you are correct. Um, but to me, this is like the cherry on top of the like. Two faced Dame Sunday, uh-huh. where it's like on the court, Damian Lillard is one of the toughest, coolest players of my lifetime. Uh-huh. Um, but off the court, it's like the whiniest, uh, like, yeah, I mean, he skinned, wrote weird shit, like call the manager shit I've ever seen out of it. Yeah, any trying player. to get the All Star MVP, writing an open letter On to the, the commissioner. Court, he's like three point, he's like offense Gary Payton, but off the court, he's like Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> like he off the court, he is so teacher. You forgot to give us homework. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking yeah. shit like and writing court, open letters court, about not being in the all-star game like 
and on the on the court, he is fearless. He will tear your heart out. He will shoot from anywhere. He's not afraid of anyone. He plays his heart out all the time. And then, I mean, I just think and then off that the court, he's like a he's like a combination in back rooms of Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> And it's it's I have to say um, it it again speaks to the enormous power of posting. It's so it's so tempting. People have like Magic Magic Johnson chose posting, posting over, over being the president of the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> winning a ring with LeBron James. Like it's not like Ron Palinka made some amazing moves. Like like Magic could have kept his. 15 hour a week job as president of the Lakers, but he wanted to keep tweeting about players without getting fined for tampering. And I mean, a lot of, a lot of people have made this choice have have chosen the thrill of posting over the joy of gainful employment. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a siren song. I mean, you and I have both talked about how Joel Embiid is an incredible player, but he was a little too funny on social media for us mm-hmm. to totally trust him. Yeah. Well, and yeah. then my problem was it was and we talked about that. There's a Josh Gondelman episode where we Yeah, yeah, but he's a little depth. he's a little too on you don't yeah. want your guy to be too online. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. Um unless they're Kevin Durant and they're on ten the second they open their I mean, he, app. Um, look, when when you're bet when you're the greatest basketball player in the world and just as good as posting, I mean that is a unique case. <laughs> um, so then Sean came out because the Portland Trailblazers hired a man with sexual assault allegations in his past. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, people started digging up, uh, maybe digging into the history of the Portland Trailblazers. And Sean, a real weird surprise came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jody Allen, uh, Paul Allen's sister, who owns the Portland Trailblazers after he died. But mm-hmm. also, let's not forget that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell spent a fair amount of time on Paul Allen's boat. So it's not like his ghost also doesn't have blood on his hands here. Uh-huh. Um, Jody Allen, um, in 2013... Uh, was sued by her bodyguards for sexual harassment and also stealing animal bones. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I think that was a complaint. I don't think she was actually sued for that. That was just part of the complaint. But yeah, although, Joey, I swear to God, when I heard that Paul Allen's, like, side company was smuggling bones, I was like, oh, my God, he finally dug up Jimi Hendrix. Like, that yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> like, the next stage in Paul Allen's... Um, Dolan Dolan West, mm-hmm. uh, guitar playing uh, sports owner uh, slash uh, sexual harassment apologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Vulcan Vulcan so let's is start like, at the yeah, bones. Yes, <laughs> they are giraffe bones. Uh-huh. They're not that Jimmy she Anderson's tried to bones. smuggle out of Sw- Botswana on safari. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. So the idea is that they bribe that this is not a unique uh <laughs> okay well a why did she want to smuggle a giraffe skeleton <laughs> out of botswana that's <laughs> fucked up why um 
But apparently, I think the allegation is that this is a regular occurrence, that they are bribing officials and they're smuggling in whatever they want, uh, including the national treasures of other countries, because they are uh, insanely wealthy. And again, if you're a billionaire, somehow you just cannot avoid also being a sex creep. Now, we haven't heard that Paul Allen is, but it appears that his sister Jody absolutely is. Uh-huh. Uh but she I mean, again, is, Paul Allen again was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein and Gizzle. Oh, I mean, he was well, covering so. he was covering up he was covering up this crime. Um, yeah. <laughs> she just happened to this just happens to be his sister, um, essentially sexually harassing uh, her personal security team. Mm-hmm. She so there are skimpy bo- uh, bathing suits and made them do a fashion show. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um. So five, there was a loss. Five of the security guards sued them in 2013. Uh, there were in uh, they they settled with ten other ones previously mm-hmm. before 2013. Yeah, um, and <laughs> one of them is a retired FBI special agent. Yeah, I mean, so fuck him. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> so uh, and one of the other things. So Vulcan is like um, a chunk of. So Vulcan's we don't need like the to explain Vulcan is. Well, the She's only, the the CEO only thing, of Vulcan. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I want to say about Vulcan is that uh, Paul Allen did like what Vulcan did this project to revitalize Seattle that was supposed to be like, oh, wait, he's, he's getting some city grants. He's really going to fix this up. And then he sold one of the buildings he made to Amazon for like a, over a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So, so not only Paul Allen uh, hooking up his buddy Jeff B., as well uh, in, you know, everyone in Seattle loves that Amazon came in, Joey. I, mean, I think that's indisputable, yeah, yeah, right? really into it, yeah. They really love that Amazon headquarters moved in. Every city should bid for that. Uh, and then, much like the Timberwolves owner, they seem to be uh, investing in the return of low-income housing, which is uh, also very questionable behavior. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so then... Uh, that came out, and then Neil Olshay went ham at a press conference. Sean, do you want to go through what happened here? <laughs> so, um, so this this Dame stuff breaks on Sunday, Sunday. or is it Monday? No, Sunday, because I was Sunday. in Fast Five. Oh, that's right, that's right. Okay, so in Fast Nine, and so they just decide uh, it's time to have a press conference to announce. So as this is all happening. Um, it's pretty much assumed that Chauncey Billups has been hired. Uh, he kind of was the well, only real candidate. They hired him Sunday night, honest. like two hours after the Dame thing came out. Yeah, two hours yeah. after the Dame thing. I mean, everyone knew he was getting hired. And then it was just funny that it came out like a normal Woj bomb that didn't really comment on the context at all. Right. It was just like, hey, here's the terms of his five-year contract. So uh, it's a four-year deal. Um, and so, uh, let's get to the, so the, the presser happens that, and he says, we took the allegations uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be using, uh, our friend Sean Hykins, uh, (laughs) excellent reporting from this presser. And he said, with all sincerity, and you have my word, we took the allegations very seriously and we took them with the gravity that they deserved. Uh, and he said that he, they commissioned their own independent investigation and claimed it Which corroborated. Was very thorough. I mean, I just don't even understand how you can, like, like what is your independent investigation of 
anyway, they, they, suddenly they, they, uh, and they said they stand by Chauncey now Yahoo sports, uh, home of Chris Haynes. This is not a Chris Haynes article. This is a Jack bear article. Um, and this time, Yahoo Sports says how an in- investigation into an incident more than two decades in the past with zero independent eyewitnesses was able to make the team confident in its coach's innocence all in the span of a few weeks is impossible to say. And what did he say when um, our friend Sean Hyken asked for more details yeah, about the investigation? Yeah, um, our friend Sean Hyken, a uh, friend of the show, um, <laughs> asked him, uh, can you explain the process of this investigation? And what uh-huh. did Neil Olshay say, Sean? He said, that's proprietary, Sean. You're just going to have to take our word that we hired an experienced firm that led us to the results we already discussed. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. Chauncey got up and was uh-huh. like, hey, I've changed. Um, yeah. Which might be true, probably, I mean, who knows? Because when Jason Quick asked him to, how were you changed? Neil O'Shea was like, that's been asked and answered. Press uh-huh. conference over. Uh-huh. Um, uh, very good. Um, super well handled, just like all of this. Uh, I'm sure Blazers fans are... Really uh, convinced that they hired that the Neil O'Shea got his guy. Well, here's my question, Sean. Neil O'Shea, we mm-hmm. do, we haven't really talked about him that much on this show before. I mean, he's a weird figure. In he general. was an actor. That's yes. and then somehow became a GM. He was on like All My Children and shit. But having watched this press conference, I gotta say, don't think he's a very good actor. Not I will say he didn't make it. Well, I'm I'm after watching that press conference. Were you surprised to learn that he was a college lacrosse player? No, <laughs> he was also on One Life to Live. And uh, what's weird about his biography? Oh, oh, he did this in New York. Never mind. Never mind. So he he was in some commercials and some soap operas, and then he moved to Los Angeles, where he I guess didn't become an actor. Although yeah, he is I in think- Portlandia. He was on he was on the low post and he was saying he did he ended up doing stuff where it was like it essentially extra work for people who could play basketball because he was like he would be like the guys the Hoosiers are playing or whatever, you know. Right. Oh, um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so um and, and then somehow he started... led to being the GM of the Portland Trailblazers. Because well, if just... you are handsome and white and rich uh, it's easy to fall up. Well, I mean, it's weird because the, the bio says he, you know, he did that movie stuff and then he became a director of a, he founded a, like a, like a training group for uh, training camps and prospects. And then he became an assistant high school coach. And then after that, I don't know what the sequence is, but it looks like the way this is described as movie stuff, pre-draft training camps. An assistant coach at a high school in L.A. And then he joins the Clippers as the director of player personnel in 2003. (laughs) I forgot that Mike Dunleavy was the coach and the GM Uh for a long time in the Clippers. And then, uh, I mean, I feel like this Wikipedia page has been recently edited. Uh, It, oh, look, it it has been recently edited quite a bit, Joey. I'm surprised it's not locked. Um, Okay. (laughs) 
Um, the okay. other thing the Blazers announced today, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sorry. Are we done with the press conference? Is um, there anything else you wanted to say? I guess I would say that the way the Blazers handled this made it seem so much crazier and so much of a worse decision. And it also just feels like everybody involved was reading the internet too much. Like, like it looks like they were going to hire Chauncey Billups, like no matter what happened. And, and, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't not believe Chauncey Billups when he said, you know, he's learned a lot from this experience. Um, but they, they they almost couldn't have done worse, Joey. They I mean, almost they could also, not have done worse day, this way. The day before this press conference, they also put out a very obvious hit piece on the woman. They uh they put out a Becky Hammond hit piece to try and like Oh yeah. And like like they just never should have what they kept doing was they pretended a lot of things. They pretended they had a real coaching search. They pretended they had a really thorough investigation. And they pretended that, like a lot of this stuff was in doubt. And I mean, you, it just, it, it makes you look like liars. <laughs> that it, it, well, it because they are liars. Every, They're I mean, all lying. Every, every single person is lying. Well, well, yeah, like, like, like. Lillard's not telling the truth. Olshay's not telling the truth. Uh, the or, the entire organization's not telling the truth. And I have one more question. Where are the bones, Jody? <laughs> Where are the bones? Where'd you put the bones, Jody? Um, so, but also, uh, good job, Sean Hyken, though. Oh, 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 I had one more thing to add. I'm sorry, Joey. Oh, well, yeah, um, I wanted to say, <laughs> yeah, I would oh, like to create a round... Round ball army, WT, round ball what the fuckers. Uh-huh. I would like to memify that it's proprietary, Sean. Uh-huh. I want that to be the new I'm trying, Jennifer. <laughs> uh-huh, is that's proprietary, Sean. And yeah. just look, because our friend Sean Hyken, he works really hard. He's a fucking bulldog. Yeah, um, and he's... He works really hard, and it's so funny he said his name. There's something so funny to me. Because well, you can a, tell. It's such a liar move. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when, okay, so I used to write fake letters to the newspaper uh-huh. and you arguing might. with people, and I would constantly use their first name all the time when I was responding to people because it was obnoxious, but also I was lying. Like, it's, it's, that's proprietary, Sean. <laughs> Okay, so then what came out today, uh-huh. Sean, is uh, the Blazers have struck a deal mm-hmm. to land uh, a cryptocurrency called Stormex as their jersey patch. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as we know, as we know, mm-hmm. all cryptocurrencies are uh, speculative scams. the The best of them are Ponzi schemes. The worst of them are Ponzi schemes that are also used for money laundering. Uh, look, I'm not going to get into the explanation of Bitcoin, but suffice to say, when you create uh, an altcoin like that, mm-hmm. that means that you have made a lot of it for yourself first, mm-hmm. and you are hoping that people start to use it and trade it so that your hoard of fake money uh, expands. And essentially, all of this is uh, probably... 
some level of securities fraud sure. as well and or money laundering. So, so but the here's why I wait, so the Blazers up. have acquired this or that's their New Jersey that's sponsor. That's their New Jersey sponsor, Stormex, okay. a cryptocurrency. Okay, so they're, they're not necessarily laundering money. They're just advertising mm-hmm. the laundering well, of money. Well, don't worry, Stormex will also create the team's first NFT that's going to be available this month. So don't worry, mm-hmm. Sean. Um but he, I bring it up because A, come on, man. <laughs> but B, let me run through this here real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a uh, superstar who's um, who's unha- who was unhappy with his coach. They mm-hmm. have an owner uh, with a history of sexual uh, sexual misconduct. Um, mm-hmm. And, and grave robbing, yeah, animal and or human. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They um, <laughs> they have an embattled GM or an embattled, sorry, an embattled front office person uh, hiring a uh, coach with a uh, sexual assault uh, accusation in his past, and mm-hmm. now they've added crypto. So, Sean, my question. When I put it that way, my question is, are the Blazers trying to out Mavericks the Mavericks? 100%. I mean, this is all Dallas Mavericks shit. How is this spread? (laughs) Like, what what the fuck happened? Well, remember when Jason Kidd dropped out of the Blazers surge Mm -hmm. because he realized he had a job waiting for him with the Mavs? Yeah. I mean, that's. They're competing now. They're like, ooh, we're, we're, I'm a better fraudulent billionaire than you. Uh, by the way, I talked to, I, I happened to talk to somebody who does, uh, who investigates money laundering for um, a, a bank. I'm not going to mention anyone's name or what banks are involved, but essentially I described the things that Mark Cuban had promoted mm-hmm. and invested in. And uh, this this uh, this is somebody that goes after uh, it's like a it makes algorithms that detect uh, money laundering and banking. And uh, five of the things were red flags that would have meant their bank would not have done business with Mark Cuban because of the NFTs, uh, because of the Bitcoin. There were other things he was investing in. Cyberdust, but like. There were so many things where it's like, oh, that would that would automatically trigger this. That that would also trigger the system that he, he had an altcoin. Uh, this this uh, the the organizational stuff would have triggered them. So like like uh, Mark Cuban can't bank a lot of places is the is the uh, revelation because I'm not saying that Mark Cuban is doing criminal shit with money. But he is doing the same kind of shit with money that, that criminals, criminals do. Sure. So yeah. Um. Anyway, just I thought I thought that would be interesting to people. Yeah. 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 No, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, bad week to be a woman who follows the NBA. I think just in general and sports mm-hmm. in general. Also, man, like like. Stop making Becky Hammond do fake interviews. Right. I mean, that's. I mean, well, not only not only does she, should she have a job, but also like, this is just it's just bullshit. The fake interviews is really bullshit. Well, like what that I sucks. I actually wanted to bring up with that is, uh, I think the NBA has to do a lot better on that, where it can't just be on Becky Hammond. 
Uh, hire more female coaches uh, and promote them, please. And less Chauncey Billups's. Um, speaking of uh, retreads, uh, we're bringing it all the way back to the early 2000s. Sean and Rick Carlisle is back in Indiana. Congratulations mm-hmm. to uh, to the Indiana Pacers fans on finally breaking the Nate cycle. <laughs> and they, Bjorgren, and McMillan. Getting another white guy. Congratulations. By the way, Nate McMillan might be coaching the NBA Finals in two <laughs> Right. Days. A um, year after, a year after they, uh, <laughs> they kicked him to the curb. Um, I mean, here's what I'll say. Congratulations, Rick Carlisle, from breaking free of Mark Cuban. Yes. Like, like this is a, this is a good situation for him. And also, um, you can't ask for a softer landing spot than a team that was both wrecked by injuries and the team's almost universal hatred for the previous coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I mean, I'm and sure also still... I'm sure people in Indiana love Rick Carlisle because uh, he was really good. The last time was there, he was there and also got fired for kind of no reason. <laughs> Yeah, he did, didn't he? He also got kind of fired for no reason in Detroit yeah, the yeah, year yeah. before. Like, like, do we really think Rick Carlisle couldn't have coached Rashid Wallace and Ben Wallace to a title? Oh, and Chauncey Billups, by the way. Yeah. By the way, the other reason, again, he I do think that um, Brett and Randy were right. He, he threw the ball to Rip Hamilton too much. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? Not efficient. Um, so yeah, he's back in Indiana. It seems like it, it almost seems like that's more right. You know what I mean? Even though Rick was in Dallas forever, it's like and the people in Indiana can relax. Like their coach has really short hair now. He'll never try to grow facial hair like Frank Vogel. He doesn't have two consecutive difficult to say consonants in a row that 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 were throwing the people of Indiana off. Um they still have they still have um Two TJs, that's still pretty good. Um, and it it also kind oh, of I'm feels sorry, like... I'm sorry, Sean, I wasn't paying attention. I was spending this whole time looking for Frank Vogel saying, hey, what's up, Laker fans? But it's not <laughs> on my it's not on my computer. It's on a drive that I don't have plugged in. I'm sorry. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be amazing if, like, if, if Nate... But I don't think it's going to happen. But what if Nate McMillan went all the way one year after Frank Vogel went all the way? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. It would be amazing. But here's the thing I want to say about our possible coaching matchups here, just uh-huh. in general. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, get Bud the fuck out of here. If the Bucks had a different coach, they would be in the we'd be watching the finals already, I think. Um but I... <laughs> but um Monty Williams and Nate McMillan are both guys who've had a uh shittier careers than they should have had um everyone knows they were really good coaches and they got kicked around a lot because they only were allowed to coach really bad teams um and then in everyone not nate but i just but nate also would get kicked around a lot just because it was like oh you can't make it or whatever but monty like, again, it's the typical, like, young black coach thing where it's, like, the only available jobs are shitty ones. So, of course, they get fired in four years, even though everybody loves them. And they're well, it's good very, coaches. It's very weird that Nate McMillan had the uh, 
the leash that he did. I mean, essentially, with the Sonics, they... Uh, I mean, he did not get fired in Seattle. He, he left after his contract expired to go to right. Portland. But yeah, it's weird that he... God, he actually tore his Achilles tendon as a coach. That is hardcore. I that, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, it's true. It's true. Like, like why... Why isn't the Pelicans job available to someone? I mean, you know what? And uh, credit to um, president of basketball operations, Brad Stevens, for giving Ime Udoka a chance in Boston. That's a nice exception to that. Um, So just like I'm telling the NBA to hire more women, uh, NBA, please hire more young people of color who are also young men. Um. But I'm sure Rick Carlisle will be um, good coach, man. I mean, like, yeah, look, he's look, a good coach. <laughs> a good coach. Like, uh, also, like, Indiana seems perfect for him. Like, I could, I could see him coaching there for like ten years. Um, also, seems like maybe Luka Doncic and him had had a little bit of an adversarial relationship. Well, Rick I have a feeling always has an adversarial <laughs> relationship with his point guards. Jason Kidd hated him too. Yeah, but they they got along eventually. Like, yeah, like yeah. you know, you know, Rick tipped Jason off that he was leaving in Dallas. Well, like, and that's you know, how that's how Kid <laughs> knew that was going to happen. Well, and you also know, uh, Rajon Rondo faked that injury in that playoff game that one time because he hated Rick Carlisle so much. Oh, he didn't fake an injury. They benched him, Joey. No, but then they said afterwards the reason he was playing so bad was that his back was hurt. They all did it anyway. Oh um, yeah, I, I mean, but. I mean, they he, he literally a threw a playoff game. He just didn't even. But I'm just saying, he didn't even bother to fake an injury. Yeah. <laughs> he he just he just threw the game. Um, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But so I, whenever I, anyone mentions playoff Rondo, that's what I think about is him literally throwing a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just saying that I think that um, he'll get. I I have a feeling that. Malcolm Brogdon yeah. might not have the same kind of adversarial yeah, yeah, relationship with Rick yeah. Carlisle. But I don't uh, know. He hated Nate. He Not Nate McMillan. Nate Bjorkman. Bjorkman. But yeah, but everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that is a weird... Because usually there's, there's like, uh, divisions in a clubhouse. It's usually not everybody hates the coach. That's like the 1980 Olympic team, but on accident. Well, the only other time I can remember it happening is... Do you remember the Detroit Pistons John Keister rebellion? Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we don't have time to talk about that. No, we can't talk about um, that. But, but Nate, uh, you know what? Let's talk about that on a Patreon episode this weekend. We'll do a history of the John Keister uh, <laughs> uh, rebellion in Detroit. Our friend Led Megan's Tracy... father. Our friend Megan's father. <laughs> Led John by Keister. Tracy McGrady, who I'm sure everyone remembers was a piston. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get into that later. But um one last thing we should mention real quick. With Indiana? No. Oh. Story wise. <laughs> oh. Kevin Love made the Olympic team. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, um I he uh, Julius Randle, not an Olympian. Kevin Love and Jeremy Grant, Olympians. Um, That's they're, the they're weird. kicking this off is that so sprinter weird. for smoking weed. They're bringing Kevin Love back now. I guess the reason is I thought it was 
confusing and it's actually uh very basic like um apparently with usa basketball in part to get people to buy in uh they basically like once you get invited to a team usa camp you're always invited to a team usa camp Mm -hmm. so like javel mcgee is constantly on these lists because as a young player, he, uh, you know, he he's always getting cut, but he's always on like the initial like, well, there's a hundred players under consideration, and one of them is Javale McGee, right, right, yeah. because uh, we appreciate like like everybody. Yeah, it's but always Javale like, McGee's never made out. the Olympic team. Why is Kevin Love here? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying that that if you were on the Olympic team, they basically always offer. Mm-hmm. So. But that's why it's it's because. But why did then, he say yes? The man hates oh, basketball. Yes? <laughs> um, supposedly, supposedly he wanted to play for Popovich. Okay, I mean, whatever. Like he loves Lamarcus Aldridge. He always patterned his game on on him. Blazer great, Lamarcus Aldridge. Turtle Pond hangout uh, MVP, Lamarcus Aldridge. Um. All right, we got to do this real fast, Sean. This episode's going along, but uh. Do you hear that music? That's right. We actually have a finals team, Sean. The we do. Suns made the finals. Uh-huh. As much as we have, we may have played Pitbull singing about the playoffs more than we have talked about the playoffs so far. But uh, the Suns made it. They're back for the, the first time. Since 1993, mm-hmm. How the droughtism. Well, you know, it was a it was a weird series. So it's very interesting. I mean, they they we Chris don't Paul have to talk about the 93 finals well, anyway. No, 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 no. no. I'm sorry, I thought you meant this series. No, no, I meant I how did the 93 series. finals go for them? It was a good, it was a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> Not great at home in that series. Um, anyway, it. congratulations, <laughs> Devin Booker. You've gained my respect. Um, kind of bu- uh, Chris Paul, kind of bummed you didn't live up to my expectations and made the finals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know he I will he's a mentor, like Joey. Uh, he he led them to victory in games one and two from the COVID protocol. How many players can do that, Joey? There's only one thing I want to talk about in this game, uh-huh. and that is Patrick Beverly shoving Chris Paul in the back so uh-huh. hard. Yeah. Sean, you hate Chris Paul. I don't anymore, actually. Mm. I oh, I, talk about that. I'm, I've been a life. I've I've been a Chris Paul kind of hater, and then you know what? Like, kind of started to swing it for me. First of all, I enjoyed the Oklahoma City team last year. Um, I find him very entertaining off the court. Um, I, I hate the like whining and flopping and complaining, but the fact that they chose to go with a state farm season where Chris Paul has PTSD mm-hmm. uh, really won me over a lot. And then he was legitimately so much fun at the all-star game, uh, like throwing oops, uh, <laughs> dunking, uh, openly cheating in the competitions and suddenly it like warmed my heart. I was like, I like, I like, like, I just started to like the cheating for some reason. But and the um, thing. it's cheating is fun in the All Star game. It's not that yes. fun in the actual game. And no, he it does isn't. that it a isn't. lot. Well, um, I, I don't like that, but I think also, um, 
I had a couple of years ago thought that he should go to Phoenix, both because I thought whatever medically questionable thing that they do there. Um, I love that people are just like, ah, it's just the training staff. Like we've learned nothing about uh, how sports medicine is used. And people are just like, yeah, Grant Hill, he, he basically couldn't walk in Orlando. And then he came to Phoenix and he was, he made an all-star team. And it's like, yeah, that was probably all natural all the way with all those, <laughs> like these old guys overperforming all the time. <laughs> Meanwhile, like every other year, some like, Diamondbacks reliever is rated and then like, why do you have like all these pallets of HGH in your house? Jason Grimsley. Um, it's just kind of like, look, that being said, uh, all, all nomad point guards eventually end up in That's Phoenix. True. It is an NBA rule and they thrive there. And um, he, he has now gotten to a team that, okay. So the funniest thing for me is that, <laughs> they they the Suns have this cool team. Uh Aiden's cool. I think we've all kind of fallen in love with Devin Booker a little bit yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Uh Bridges is cool. Just a lot of like pretty tough guys, like good athletes. Uh campaign came back, you know. Um Cam Johnson is fun. Cam Johnson. And it's like a pretty young, very athletic team. But when Chris Paul is like really trying to drive, he just wants all these young guys to slow down. Yeah, he wants to like it's, it's really the ball. It actually it lost them several they, games in this it, series. It did. It did not work very well in Game Five. No, but but I'm like enjoying that now. And I don't. I don't know if he just wore me down, but or I'm. And also, he's just had like a couple games where he's just been so awesome in the clutch, just like just nailing eighteen footers over and over again, and uh, it's kind of tight. I'm like, he just got like old enough that I can't deny him. Um, I mean, look, I've never denied him as being a good basketball player. That doesn't mean I like watching him play basketball or him personally. Um, but he was, he was really great in game six. And I mean, look, I don't like that. He, um, you know, is constantly, I don't, well, I kind of, I don't like that. He's flopping. I do like that. He's constantly talking shit and he managed to sucker Patrick Beverly. One of the most suckerable men in the NBA. I hate, I should add. (laughs) He uh, Patrick Beverly is like Chris Paul without any charm or talent, <laughs> but but like more confidence somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Patrick Beverly, Chris Paul may d- said something to him or did not say something for him, but mainly the clip absolutely was said something to him. But also Patrick Beverly is a huge dumbass, and he ran behind Chris Paul at a timeout, mind yeah. you. So and Chris shoved him like, in the back as hard as he could. In like, and the way you watch it is like normally when someone gets shoved in the NBA, first of all, it's usually face to face, and also like not usually a real shove, really. Yeah, and oh. he shoved him in a way that like, I mean, look, it's like someone you didn't see shoving you in the back really hard. No, it's into, like it's like um, what's that movie where somebody keeps shoving people into subway cars? <laughs> It's like that. Uh, money train? I don't know. I don't He's know. like burning people up in money train. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I don't know what, but it might yes, be an yes. episode of Homicide Life on the Street. But either way, <laughs> it, it uh, happens a little bit in um, House of Cards. Yeah, as yeah. Well. It, that you but, know what? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. He pushes Chris Paul the way they murdered uh, Kate Mara on House of Cards. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, yeah, it was a bold move for them to uh, kill off all the future movie stars very, very early. Um, so they were they were standing in the way of uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, anyway, okay. Uh, <laughs> but let's. Um, so anyway, yeah, the more important thing, and there's a Chris Paul thing we also need. To so talk Patrick, about. so Patrick Beverly shoves him really hard, gets gets himself ejected from the game in what I thought was the least surprising ejection in NBA history because yeah. I had I actually missed it live and uh my my friend just texted me Patrick Beverly shrugging emotion emoticon and I was like oh he got kicked out of the game like like, like I knew it was going to happen it's like the it's like Dwight times 10 or B- Andrew Bynum times 10 like this yeah, is like like really a specific kind of player does this at, when they're getting kicked out, when the, uh, they're losing a playoff series, and this is the dumbest one of those fouls I've ever seen. Do you do you remember? Um, so Dwight Howard's done it like two or three times, just yeah. fouling out or getting ejected at the end of a playoff series. Do you remember what happened uh, his last year on the Rockets? I remember him getting kicked out. I don't remember why. He does not get kicked out. So the Warriors, uh, I mean, it's not a close series, but the the team is getting waxed. And uh, the coach, I think it's J.B. Bickerstaff at the time, just doesn't take him out for the entire fourth quarter. It's like he just has to play and just eat shit at the end of this playoff game. And the coach is like, I hate you. I'm not taking you out of the game. <laughs> um. Anyway, the look. There's the most the most round ball thing. I'm surprised it wasn't our top story, Sean. Uh huh. Yes. Who was celebrating with Chris Paul when he made the NBA Finals? Well, Chris Paul said, "Billy Crystal, that's family." Yeah, because he went and hugged Billy Crystal. Well, I mean, look, man. <laughs> I, we don't always defend <laughs> Billy Crystal on this show. Rarely, rarely do we. But. Um, it was just kind of funny that like this really is okay on a lot of things. I don't have any sympathy for, for Billy Crystal, but yeah, Billy Crystal. I would le- say that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Crystal has legitimately had season tickets to the Clippers. Like he's an actual Clipper fan. He's an actual Clippers fan. And like, it's, it, it just has to be so unrewarding that I don't begrudge him. At least he's like, well, at least the greatest Clipper of all time is going to the finals and mm-hmm. and it's uh, the hug to me was like this is as close as I'm ever going to get. Mm-hmm. That's what that said to me. Fair, yeah. <laughs> and he was wearing his dumb hat. And then who? So so Chris Paul's two best friends are Billy Crystal and who's the other one now? Uh, uh, it was Lil Wayne. It was Lil yeah, Wayne. Oh Billy. yeah, that's the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Billy Crystal was hanging out with Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think? Little, here's a question about Little Wayne. Do you uh-huh. think Little Wayne knows about the jazz? I think, I kind of think he does. I do too. Yeah, because he's from New Orleans, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> there's, I, I can't play that. We're running out of time. But there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we don't incredible. have to get into that, but, but, uh, but it was it was it was definitely very weird. I will also say, uh, Paul George, a redemptive postseason for him. Sort of, he was really bad in the elimination game. Though. Yeah, but, I mean, come on, <laughs> he played like a hundred and fifty minutes more than anyone else in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, no, that's what insane. that's what I'm saying. Like, 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 like he kept the he kept them in it for. Well, I mean, in like winning the Utah series and. Like making Reggie Jackson look like a star. Um, mm-hmm. How much money do you think Paul George made Reggie made Reggie Jackson this year in the playoffs? Like five million dollars? He's getting a more. contract, maybe. I think it's more. I think it's a full mid level, right? It'll be like ten. Yeah. Um. All right, that's Paul George. Brooke Lopez, oh, oh, congratulations one, one on your game tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so our stars for the series so far. Uh, game five was Brooke Lopez <laughs> going yeah. f- 14 of 16. Yeah, well, let's move to Bucks Hawks. Uh, a real weird series because both Giannis and Trey Young are hurt. So, like, I'm kind of like, do I even have to watch this? But then I watch it and I'm like, this is like a car crash. <laughs> it's the we- it's a really weird series. We're also it always feels like one team is destroying the other team at all times. Yeah. Like it's almost never, it's just like, well, the bucks are up 20 in the first half. And then the Hawks beat them by 15 in the third quarter. And then Chris Middleton outscored the entire Hawks team in the fourth quarter. It's just like, it's never back and forth at all. Um, It also seems like, the Bucks can't be stopped at the rim, but sometimes they just Forget. stop doing that and shoot yeah, yeah. three pointers the whole time. And then uh, this last game, I saw some highlights, and so they don't have Trey Young, so they are they're definitely really trying to make things happen offensively. And one thing, Bogdanovic so was awesome tonight, by the way. Well, so they're that. playing they're playing these very perimeter heavy lineups. And what was happening over and over again is a guy would like so the Bucks the Bucks are playing a weird defense they never play where they switch everything, but uh, the thing that was helping them out like more than anything was that Clint Capella kept blocking his own guys when he was in the game where like. Uh, you know, Gallinari would try to drive, or Lou Williams would try to drive, and then they noticed that Capella was posting up in that same mm-hmm. spot. So uh, eventually, Nate McLean just uh, took him out. Like he only yeah. played twenty minutes tonight. So it seems like there's some adjustments uh, to be made, like some obvious adjustments to be made. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. The Hawks are a cool team, man. This is going to be a good. Like they're going to be good bring- for a long time. Bring bring Collins back. Don't don't cheap out. Don't get too clever. Just just bring him back. Figure it out later. Keep your good like like getting the good players is the hard part. Just keep them. Keep yeah. these guys. <laughs> um. All right. So Sean, we've had we've had a Brook Lopez game. Yes. Since since the two stars have gotten hurt, we've had a Brook Lopez game and a Lou Williams game. Uh huh. Which rando dude on one of these teams is going to be the next game? Um, you know, we arguably sort of had a Bobby Portis game tonight. Yeah. So I think that can't be one. But I will say, uh, I think the most likely one and the most surprising one, the most most fitting is the Tony Snell game. I, that, you know what? I was feeling that a little too. Uh-huh. But... 
I think it's going to be a Bryn Forbes game. I was thinking, okay, that was my second choice because, because <laughs> like a Pat Connaughton game, I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, it is very weird though that um, essentially the Bucks are down to uh, six guys that they can. Yeah. No, no, they they have seven. They have seven. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, I mean, they played the Nasus for three minutes. They, well, they played Jeff Teague, and it was and just immediately it was like, oh no. <laughs> These guys can't do it at all. Um, so that'll be interesting. Do you think we will see Axel Tupain in this series? No, but I think we might see him in the Bucks they, move on. They don't have a lot of guys. You they can't, don't they have can't a lot just, of guys to match up with those those Suns athletes if they Giannis just, they is going to be hurt. I mean, they, they just literally <laughs> can't just keep playing everybody 45 minutes. Yeah. Although, like, you know, at least Coach Bud is willing to try this year. I think, you know what? Give Sam Sam Merrill two minutes. See what happens. Yeah, uh, I do not. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Sean, that's our show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Is there any? I would. Um, you can see me at the San Francisco, sorry, the Sacramento Punchline. July 8th through July 10th. And as always at the Sacramento Punchline, Harrison Barnes is on the guest list for each and every show. So Harrison stays in uh, Sacramento uh, during the off season. uh, That's a good question. I'm not really sure where he lives instead though. It's true. You know what I mean? Like he, I don't think he, I don't think his off season home is, I mean, I guess he he's from Iowa, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's possible. Um, yeah, I think he actually does stay in Sacramento. I think it or or like near the Bay Area, at least he's close enough that he can come to a show, Joey. Mm-hmm. I think he either stays in like Oakland or Sacramento, actually, because I think his I think his wife is also um, like went to Berkeley. Um, yeah, sounds good. Okay. Anyway, you're on the li- you're on the list, dude. And and of course, um, he's not. I'm sure he's not there. He's working, but uh, Jack Cooley, uh, the Cooligan himself, uh, he's also on the list. Um, Luke Walton. There's not a on picture the list. of him on the entrance. He's not allowed in. Um. All right. We got. We're. Oh, and then San Francisco punchline, July thirteenth through July seventeenth. Yeah. Go to that. Uh. Go to one. Go see a. Go see Sean at a punchline. Uh, as for me, you can always follow me at Frankie Muniz, uh, where I haven't tweeted in a long time, but you know what I did? I did. I posted on Instagram an ad from Procter & Gamble. It's a paid partnership, a Frankie Muniz post with a paid partnership from Procter & Gamble. Have we ever had a paid part? Have you ever had a paid partnership? No. Um, but here's what I said. Fatherhood, it's a picture of me and my baby, and I'm holding a Swiffer. Well, of Frankie Muniz and his baby. I'm not actually Frankie Muniz. I don't know why I put it that way. It's a picture of Frankie (laughs) Muniz holding his baby mouse, and he's also holding a Swiffer. He says, fatherhood is about more than just playing with mouse or just getting to be around for the cute fun times. It also includes being a good example to him of how to handle chores around the house, which makes me feel like an even better dad to my son. 
Paige and I love the at Fair Play Life deck and how it takes the guesswork out of housework. It has helped reignite our relationship by allowing us to be sure our daily tasks are being accomplished while taking the stress out of who does what when. Mouse loves to at Swiffer our house with me, but I'm keeping it a secret that using the Swiffer products makes my task of cleaning the floors way easier than Paige may think. Switch up the routine and become one of the hashtag dads who get it done. Did you know if men took on at least 50 minutes more per day and women did 50 minutes less, we would tip the scale toward equality? Pro Mundo 2019. <laughs> Let's commit to closing the chore gap together. Hashtag fair play. Hashtag close the chore gap. Hashtag PG good every day. Hashtag fatherhood. Hashtag ad. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, did, uh, here's the question. Do you think he even looked at that before he posted the picture? Nope. <laughs> That's no, a straight copy and paste, right? <laughs> yep. Um, He's got stuff to do, dude. He's a dad now. <laughs> um, I hope he would tweet more, though, because this bit is getting stale. Uh, Sean, did you write a song? No, but I'd like to I'd like to I'd like to designate a repeat. Um, it's it's the one song we have about Lou Williams, uh, and it's 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 from last year. It's called "Eating in the Club." Um, great, that's playing under us now. Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's all uh, make its proprietary Sean a thing. <laughs> yeah. Go 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 Lou Will it's pandemic and you know the bubble just ain't hermetic lap dance is a trouble it's epistemic and who would expect Lou to be angelic he's eating in the club going there for grub look mommy he's got the wings if you're into a dry rub he's into having sex just don't want to stick to one so come give him a test they'll make a playoff run he's eating in the club going there for grub look mommy he's got the wings if you're into a dry rub ain't into playing D he wants to run and gun so make him quarantine, Landry Shamit's got the fuck. When he showed up inside, they blew him up on the gram. Wings named after Suit Lou, dancers on Louis fan. Three times six men of the year, but he's not a sick man. Picked up his favorite food, he was out of there quick, man. Kendrick P's talking smack about Lou on the jump. But Lou and trophies from the bench like his stamps for his gum. If you watch him play, he'll remind you of Jamal or AI. Throwing passes to Kawhi, cause he's a fun guy. In the ATL, homie saying, sweetly you ate. Got a lap dance with his wings, that's no reason to hate. Lakers bloggers on Twitter trying to get Lou suspended. He's still happy because he saw Magic City and trended. When the bubble playoff stopped, this'll be a memory. But Lou will never stick to monogamy. Duck Rivers says he feels put out. He's still putting Lou in. And he wants better than coaching Austin. He's eating in the club, going there for grub. Look, mommy, he's got the wings if you're into a dry rub. He's into having sex, just don't want to stick to one. So come give him a test, but make a playoff run. He's eating in the club, going there for grub. Look, mommy, he's got the wings if you're into a dry rub. Ain't into playing D. He wants to run and gun, so make him quarantine. Landry shamit has got the bug. His shot, his swag got him the bag. Might even get the clips a ring. The club's the scene, Jermichael Green. Look, he's in the bubble, but he ain't changed. And dude loves his highways more than he likes playing. Ten days in his hotel room, you know he's staying. DJ just plays for Dwight, quarantines the pain. His playing time's dried up just for making it rain. He's just stopping in for food, like Jack Harlow says. But it won't be right till he's throwing lots of Montrez. If the BRI's down, let these motherfuckers earn. If you're talking about infection, 
question, well, who will and concern? At least he wore a mask there and covered his smile. About to do what Bomber wants, man, and watch the wins pile up. Oh, we can do it like Rashawn and order a Quizzles Club. You know where Lou's getting food. He's eating in the club, going there for grub. Look, mommy, he's got the wings if you're into a dry rub. He's into having sex, just don't want to stick to one. So come give him a test, they'll make a playoff run. He's eating in the club, going there for grub. Look, mommy, he's got the wings if you're into a dry rub. Ain't into playing D, he wants to run and gun. So make him quarantine, Landry Shamit's got the bug. Don't act like you've never been to a strip club either, Adam Silver. He's in his hotel room all the time. If it's a problem, send a text, bitch. Bench unit! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.